You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Welcome back, church family. Yesterday, Ben shared with us a devotional out of 1 John talking about love in the church. Today, he's going to continue that. Okay, so if you didn't hear yesterday's devotion, you should probably go back and listen to it. But if you if you did, just to, just to catch you back up, we talked about the the love and the service of Jesus Christ as the foundation and the cornerstone for the love um, for the love of the church, and that's what that's what John builds this letter on. And so today, I want to just I, I want to walk through that in a little bit more detailed way. Throughout the letter, uh, John reminds the church family that they cannot hate their Christian sister or brother, and still think that the love of God is in them. One of the things that happened in the backstory um, for this church is that after John left, there were some false teachers that rose up in the church, and they made a tremendous mess. We'll talk about that some more as the week goes on. But one of the results of the unhealthy ministry that was leading the church is the church stopped loving each other. Uh, they became very contentious, um, and in their sin against each other, they severed ties, they broke relationships, and they really stopped allowing the ministry of Jesus to define them. The love of Christ in action stopped defining them, and the church became pretty broken. A side effect of that is that people weren't sure if they were saved or not. Their assurance of salvation was was really crippled. And one of the things that John constantly refers to in the book as a sign of being in the light, of being a child of God, of being saved, being part of the church, is that you love your sisters and brothers in the church. In fact, John goes on goes so far to say that if you hate them, you can't claim to be in the light or to be saved. Well, today I want to talk a little bit about what that love might look like. So we'll pick up where we left off last week. I'll read 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 and following, and um, we'll just we'll follow along. I hope this is encouraging as you're off to work or getting your day started. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and, if, and we ought to lay down our lives for our sisters and brothers. Okay, so what does it look like to lay down your life for a brother or a sister? Um, and I, I would imagine that it looks like a lot of different things. Everybody's facing a different challenge. What does it look like to love your, your spouse well today? What does it look like for you to love your children well today? Kids, what does it look like for you to love your parents well today? What does it look like for us to love our, our neighbor all over the Pine Belt well today? Well, you're going to get one very concrete example in First John. And so here's an example of what it looks like to love your sister and brothers who specifically are in need. Um, so verse 17, is a, it's a sledgehammer verse. For, for most of us who have been um, cultural Christians for the majority of our life, if we've just sort of been sitting on the pew and we believe in God, we, we, we were baptized, and you know, we, 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 we talk about heaven sometimes, but we really have not allowed the teachings of Jesus to dominate our worldview and our lifestyle, verse 17 stings. So the first time that you hear the verse I'm about to read, it hits you like a sledgehammer. Uh, because you're going to process Christianity through a new lens. You're going to realize, again, that we are called to live like Jesus. Here's what the text says, verse 17. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Mm -hmm. Dear children, do not let us love with words or speech but with actions and truth. 
Okay, again, for me, I've got this concept that the book of 1 John was born out of the gospel of John. And, and, and I think that, that John chapter 13, washing the feet, the image of the cross on the next day, it is the foundation stone. Jesus did not love with words only. He loved with deeds, washing the feet when that was needed and giving his life as a ransom for all of us on the cross when that was needed. Verse 19, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. So obedience to the command is a key theme in the letter of 1 John, but the primary thing that we're called to obey is to love well. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. So the love of Jesus and the command from John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35 becomes a foundation for us figuring out how to love each other well today. What does it look like for you to, to take up your cross and follow Jesus? What does it look like for you to put yourself second and begin to wash feet or to serve what does it look like for you to use your time, your talents, your counsel, your energy to meet somebody else's need? Verse 17 said that if we have material possessions to meet somebody's need, they come across our path and we, we, we don't help, uh, then we've only loved in speech. Maybe we've said, I hope it goes well for you. Or as James said, you know, go, may it be well with you. I hope you're warm and well-fed. But we didn't help at all. Mm. Then John says, was the love of Christ really in us? And Ben, I'm interested to know, All right. Um, what would you counsel someone who maybe is struggling right now with just loving someone or loving okay. a brother or sister? So that's real life for sure. Um, yeah. Maybe, I, I mean, in my prayer time in the morning, I know that I'm supposed to love somebody and then I, then I, then I head off into my day and I see them at school or I, or I see them wherever it is that we encounter each other and it's just really, really hard, right? Okay, so the first thing I would remind you is that love is not a feeling first. I know that love is a feeling, but love is not a feeling first. First, it's a choice and a decision. Um, I almost think of the I almost think of the positive emotions or the warm feelings that is, that we associate with love as a as a great side effect. But the decision uh, that's in our hands. So the first thing we've got to do is make that decision that we are determined to love somebody, to treat them well, no matter what. The second thing is. Um, Cassidy, I, I just I encourage some self-awareness here because for me, the primary opposition that I have to loving well when I don't feel like it, it's almost always that I am in the way. Yeah. In other words, in 1 John uh, 3.17, why would I not share my material possessions with somebody who is in need? And mm. the answer is because I want those for me. Mm. Um, I intend to use them for myself. Well, let's, I mean, let's push that farther down the line. So um, let's say there's somebody in your family or on your neighborhood, on your block, on your baseball team that's just hard for you to love. Uh, you had a run-in at one time. Your personalities don't match. Whatever the example is, right? I would recommend that if you're having a hard time loving that person, Engage in some self-awareness. Take a look on the inside because it's very possible that you're the roadblock to loving them well. In other words, mm-hmm. that it's your own pride. That one of the reasons that we're not reaching out to love better, one of the reasons we're having a hard time making a decision to treat somebody um, well and respectfully, to prioritize them, to treat them with kindness and favor, to treat them as well as ourselves. One of the reasons we're having a hard time with that, very possibly, is because our pride's in the way. They've offended us and we can't get over it. Or maybe we walked into the situation ready to love well. We were fired up. 
But when we made our first attempt or tried to engage conversation, um, their response hurt our feelings or offended us or just sort of let down. It wasn't the image that we had in our mind when we walked out of the house this morning, right? Mm -hmm. And our pride raises its head and we choose uh, we choose to engage in ourself instead of that person. You know, I want to defend myself yeah. or so the, this, so the first thing that I would that I would say is make a decision, realize it's a choice, not a feeling. Number two, self-awareness, like make sure that's really not your pride in the way because that's for me most of the time, that's the problem is I'm, I'm really serving my own pride. The third thing that I would say is, and I mean this, do not underestimate the power of prayer. Uh, we are almost powerless, really, to change ourselves at a deep, deep level. But God's Spirit is so powerful to transform us. And the primary interaction between God's Spirit and me that I'm conscious of is when I'm in prayer. And so instead of me praying for that person um, and just saying, God, change them. Would you please change them? They're a knucklehead. You know? <laughs> instead of praying that, maybe I should pray, all right, God, let's talk about this person. You see that I'm having a very hard time treating them the way that I'm supposed to. And I can't change myself on the inside. Please help me, God. Help me to love them. And just in your imagination, um, just picture that person uh, almost as if you're holding them in your hands. You know, uh, it, Don't laugh. But have you ever watched Star Wars, Cass? I have seen bits and pieces. All right, come on. We've got to fix that. You need, you need, to, you need to watch Star Wars. May the 4th next year, you're watching Star Wars. Marathon. Okay. Um, well, so they use these little hologram images, you know, where R2-D2 projects Princess yes. Leia saying, help us, everyone. Yes. You're my only hope, you know. Or in some of the some of the throwback ones to the prequels, you know, they'll, they'll put their hand out and a little hologram stands in their hand. You see that person. Yeah. I know how silly this is. But in almost the same way, I just hold my hands out, and I imagine that person in my hands. Isn't that silly? Isn't that, isn't that silly? Yeah. Uh, you, I'm being very vulnerable here as your pastor. Um, but in that prayer moment, I would just imagine that person in my hands between me and the Lord, mm-hmm. and I would just ask God to teach me to love them well mm-hmm. and to change my affections for them. And I would ask God to show me their heart and help me to have compassion on them. And so you asked, how could we love Will for having a hard time? So that's... Yeah. Um, I guess off the top of my head, Cassie, that's the, the three tips I would give our church family today. You know, number one, make a decision. No matter where your feelings are today, make a choice and be determined. Number two, um, self-awareness. Probably your pride is offended. Be aware of that. Um, and then number three, engage in, in prayer. Engage in prayer very well. So it's a couple of tips for loving well and remember that image of Jesus Christ. If it helps a little bit for loving the hard person well, a powerful image for me is when Jesus walked around the table and washed feet, he washed Judas's feet, and he knew what would happen. Before that night was over, Judas was going to show up with a, with a band of soldiers and priests and thieves to arrest Christ, and Jesus still washed his feet. And the next day when Christ took that cross, he took it for sinners like me who were really hard to love, for people like Judas. And so if we're going to be honest about the images that gave birth to 1 John, the power of the life of Jesus lived out and poured out for us, and his call to love well, remember that Jesus, Jesus washed Judas's feet. I know this is a silly application, but maybe you're in a tough time in your marriage where it's hard for you to love your spouse, you know, and you, you guys are having a tough time forgiving each other. Hey, love even when it's hard. Maybe you're a Carville kid. You're one of our adolescents, and you're just going through that stage where you're trying to find your independence, and it is so hard for you right now to submit to your mom and dad. I respect that, but love your parents right now, even if it's hard. Um, So anyway, let's love those who are hard to love. 